Hey, it's Caitlin. Hey, it's Abigail. Welcome, Welcome to, to The Gutsy, Gutsy Truth. Truth. Here at The Gutsy Truth, we talk about what every woman needs to know in the modern era. Through expert insights, personal stories, and raw truths, we offer strategies, advice, and a supportive community to live a gutsy life. If you are ready to start your journey of living a gutsy life, you are in the right place. Let's dive in. Okay, everyone. So we are back with part two of the husbands. Um, <laughs> the first one went great. I hope you everyone listen. If you haven't listened to part one of the husbands, okay, just stop right here and then go back and listen to part one because mm-hmm. they dropped some really cool information. Um, life advice, health advice, marriage advice, communication advice. I'm kind of, we kind of covered the whole gamut. We did, we like, did. Yeah. So part two with the husbands is we wanted to go into some specific health questions and really to get just the guy's perspective. So like if there's other husbands or brothers or whoever, uncles listening out there that they want to pass this information along, A, they can just understand. And then B, like how to actually share this information. So um, we don't really have questions written down. So I'm just going to go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. What was, let me start with this one. Um, Bruce. Yeah. What was the most surprising thing that you learned that impacts a woman's body. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good um, one. That's fun. Thank you. Um, Thank you for asking him. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Side note, we really have no questions or, or things in front of us. This is really all off the cuff. Um, it, it could be like, like big category bucket or very granular, whatever. Well, I think, the thing for me, and it's, I don't think it's a, a it's an amorphous thing. Okay. Right. Um, and that is that there are different types of pressures and conversations that I think happen onto women mm-hmm. that ingrain some things that are different than the lived experience that I or Walter or others may have experienced, mm-hmm. right, as a guy. Yeah. And I think that is a major the first like the if you're gonna do one thing first, mm-hmm. I think that is the thing to unpack. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, unpack, unpack. Saved, <laughs> saved. <laughs> um, well, there's a lot to it. Um, there's just a whole lot to it. And I'm curious what y'all like resonate some, with that. I guess give some examples of what you're you're talking about, either of you. I could give an example why while you're thinking. You know, I, I talked a little bit about in the last episode and, and just to be clear with everybody, when when you sit down at the table or you're at the fire station visiting with guys, you know, it it's not, oh, do you believe what my wife did or something like that? It's moment <laughs> it's normally every we're all in the same season of life and somebody says something about man, I've definitely been there and then that starts the conversation and it's about our journey and that, that can be anything from the health to the financial to the this or the that, all the things that we have talked about and that this podcast covers. And it's in you know, something, and what Bruce is bringing up is, you know, something y'all two being besties and things like that. I can walk over to a group of guys and I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of being an extrovert and introvert. I'm that happy medium somewhere in there. I can get along with anybody, but whatever, but I can walk over to a group of guys and after 10 minutes, I'll be like, man, boy, my knee hurts today. Y'all ever had that happen? Oh yeah, boy. I remember when my knee hurt and it was this and that where girls don't talk about problems that they're having because they see it as a, how do you, what's the word you use? Oh, I, I know what you're going with this. Like, yeah, kind of like competition, not competition, but I can't show weakness. Um, let's see. No, what? it's like, because it's just, you're, it's just, you're always like comparing yourself to others. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's, you know, if you, they, and what's funny is all women are going through the same thing right. at some point in their life. And, right. And, and so it's all, it's not necessarily weakness. It's like, Oh, well, you know, Susie over there, she looks like she's really put together and her hair is nice and she's got cute clothes on and, you know, she's got this awesome job and I'm over here barely making it. And I think these clothes are 17 years old and I think I sewed them together yesterday. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you that just kind of, yeah. So you just make, you end up just making a lot of a small talk until you really get to know somebody and then it becomes deep dive. Caitlin knows everything about me. FYI. I, I, I just <laughs> think that the, something that was mind boggling to me and I don't have a, 
I get along well with everybody. I don't have a lot of, uh, a tremendous amount of close friends. And so I'm just saying like in general guys talk and we're not talking about, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not walking over to the other group of guys and talking about my wife that that's not how it works, you know, but I'm thinking the way that she's explained it to me is women are not as free to talk about things that they're going through or just situations that they're having in their life. They have to feel like they have to really safeguard things. Whereas I feel like guys, um, and I, and I don't want to use necessarily the fire station cause that kind of fits a certain build, but guys are a little more likely to be like, man, dude, definitely, you know, I'm going through that. Me, I, Bruce, Bruce walked in today, yeah. you know, me and Bruce, combo. me and Bruce are two different guys. Couldn't be farther from the spectrum, but immediately we're smashing it out the park with things that are really resonating with us, with the struggles that we're having in our own lives. And it was just over a, a simple conversation. I think that women feel that they have to be presented in an image, um, and they're not as happy talking about or as comfortable talking about those things in the conversation, you know, and I have a guy at work, his wife's going through the same things you are, you know, and so it's like, man, and they're just not, it's, it's very, and we're talking about a gal who's very type A, very high achieving and mm-hmm. just not comfortable talking with, with groups. Mm. Yeah. So, and, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, you brought so, this up. Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> cause that was what a heck of a question. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. but like I partially agree with you, Walter. Um, but at the same time, kind of disagree. Um, so I think that we are lucky and that we've been on this journey where you and I have shared experiences where it made us easy to have that conversation. And I think there's some of that probably with your fire station stuff. I'd say actually for me, it was more of a thing of my interpretation was that guys often don't talk about stuff, but when we do, we resonate. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like we're both, we're all having that. I think that there's a thing of, I think that women are get there faster um, sometimes because it's more of a, a group mentality at times, but it is competitive. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that there's some pressures put on in terms of body image. There's pressures put on in terms of expectations around motherhood mm-hmm. um, or like in Texas, like Caitlin, you were telling me like when you went and saw the, the dentist, Right. And they're like, oh, how are your kids? And it's like, that's that's a really hard thing for us to talk about where there was just a lot of assumptions put onto Mm -hmm. or at you because you're a woman. Yeah. Yeah. So to kind of talk about both things. So I think for Walter, I I respect the hell out of you, Walter, for saying the other because like I'm very glad that we're able to be like that. Well, and I you just brought something to the other side of the table that I had never really thought about. And that's just a a way better put of kind of what I'm also trying to say that you were able to put it together better than me, but that's, that's, Teamwork. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm going after Okay, it, what I was trying to say. Yeah. So I think my perspective is like when you meet a, a new girl, whether that she's in your office environment or in a friend group or whatever, you kind of have this, and this has been my experience. You kind of have this competition of like, okay, look at her cute clothes. Like, mm-hmm. okay, she's married. She's got a house already, blah, blah, blah. And you, you, you have these walls that are, uh, that are, you kind of put up as a woman. Right. And I think it's really easy to keep those walls up until you feel comfortable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. And I think I, this is kind of hitting all the, thank you. Yeah. Thank yes. you. This is bringing it all together. <laughs> so, our powers combined. Our powers combined. So I, I, I've yeah. talked about this, I think maybe on the podcast before about a friend that when we first moved here, I was like, okay, we have to make friends. This is hard to making friends as an adult. And I was, and I told her, I was like, can we just like fast forward to the no makeup and yoga pants phase of our friendship? Like, I don't want to have to show up to your house and look cute. I I just want to sit down and have a girlfriend to talk to and like get to know you. And I think that is a difficult thing for a lot of women to get to. I think it, it is a lot more natural and a lot more the norm for you to put up your walls first before you can feel comfortable with, with mm-hmm. who you and with who, like who you're talking to and who you're willing to open up with. And a part of that is your own confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think knowing who you are and the kind of relationships that you want to have, do you want to have a service level, you know, relationship or you just want to be like, I don't care about makeup. I don't care about trying to impress you. I just, I just want a friend. I just want yeah. someone I can yeah. talk to and kind of going off what you were saying, Bruce, like, yes, like society, tells you like mm-hmm. get married have kids 
buy a house, do all these things. And there's like common questions that you'll just get asked because you're a woman mm-hmm. that I think I've like opened up. That's like really frustrating that I think is a part of like what we try to challenge each other and challenge women in our life and people on the podcast to, that are listening to say like, let's not ask the standard questions. Right. Like let's, let's get to know the people not just like, Hey, how are you? Yeah. You know? Oh, like what, what is your job? Like, are you married? Are you like, let, no, like there's so many other powerful questions that you can ask, mm-hmm. but they're not the common ones. Yeah. To get to know someone. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that's what you're intending with the question. No, I like it. No, no I, I think, <laughs> I think all of that's very valid. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's a hundred percent. And that's a huge part of what we try to teach women, um, of various ages. It's like, you can, you can walk into a room and take command in whatever way that needs to be for you. And, but still be, if you're, or if you're just a more reserved person and that's your personality, there's nothing wrong with that. You just need to maybe acknowledge it and know when you might need to be a little more bold just in a general conversation or just like, don't let it define you either. Yeah. I think is the biggest thing because Caitlin, I've been in multiple situations in a professional and personal way where, yeah, there's a lot of assumptions just because we're women or just like the casual conversation. Oh yeah. Of, yeah. Oh my gosh, you look so nice today. And I'm like, that's, that's how we have to start this. Like, I mean, I appreciate, like, I'm appreciating the compliment. Like I am, but it's like, you couldn't even ask me about the weather. Like the first thing yeah. you commented on was my outfit. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and which can, we don't get. Yeah. Which, yeah. You don't, I don't walk up to a dude in a meeting and be like, oh my gosh, your suit looks really good today, Bruce. Like I would never walk. Like, that's so weird. You're like, if you think about it, yeah. if you reverse the role, if you reverse it, yeah, yeah. there's some strange things that you just guys don't get asked or, mm-hmm. or assumed upon in a sense. Um, yeah. So I think that was great. I love it. We're just going deep right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay. Caitlin got any questions? Hmm. Thinking. Well, uh, I got a question from Abigail. So you got, well, you have to give one to Walter. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, okay. Let's see. Um, I guess, what is something that you feel like, like you just didn't know about, I, I maybe this is kind of a similar question. I don't know, whatever, mm-hmm. like something similar about like what Abigail goes through as a woman that you didn't know. That's a, that's a good question. Okay. And, and, and I'm not going to get too specific on that, but I'm going to hit <laughs> something that, you know, I grew up, I'm, I'm one of five growing up, um, and us kids were spread out all across the board. Um, my mother, I mean, I feel like she was constantly pregnant and she had a kid and she never missed a beat. I can't think about any of these things that Abigail experienced necessarily postpartum. My mom ever having any of those issues. I don't, I doubt my mom will ever listen to this podcast, whatever. Anyways, (laughs) it doesn't matter. We can have this conversation if we want to, but I never saw my mom struggle with these things. Yeah. The mm-hmm. things that that Abigail and I and I say struggle learning, mm-hmm. just to be clear with everybody, yeah. but learning that phase and I never saw my mom do that. Was that because it wasn't talked about in the eighties and nineties or seventies, sixties, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and you swept it under the rug? I, I don't think that all the the postpartum stuff really caught traction until the two thousands and and coming in the last twenty years. And so I saw that my mom mm-hmm. never had any struggles. Mm-hmm. My sister, she has. Four. They both have four now. They both have four now. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and not that I'm over at their house every day, but I don't see their struggles. And, and, and my sister Leanne is somebody that both of y'all have leaned on yep. tremendously mm-hmm. as, as this whole thing has progressed. I never saw that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, we have a kid and things change. And I'm just like, Where's my simple country girl I married? <laughs> I vetted you for all these things. <laughs> I vetted you. You, you were vetted too. You, <laughs> you met the criteria. I double checked. I triple checked. I'm not crazy. What is happening here? And and so I, mm. I back to the the courses. I never saw those things and how everybody's individual deal. And I had. Um, I can't remember exactly, and heck, it might have been my mom, or maybe it was my dad, and which they they've been separated for years, and and things like that. But um, 
I heard my one of somebody in my family say, "Oh, well, your mom struggled a lot." Mm. Well, and I was like, "Well, I didn't know that." Mm-hmm. You know, I certainly wasn't married to my mom, you know, <laughs> yeah. and so I didn't see that side of things. But I, mm-hmm. when it goes back to the commonality of everything, mm-hmm. and so again, what is something that I learned is that we're not talking about that that this this after the kid and I'm not talking about pregnancy and, and or anything specific I'm talking about the journey of health right mm-hmm. things have changed everybody is going through something and the all the likelihood is is that each person has experienced the same thing mm-hmm. yeah in some form or fashion and I my wife is not the exception to the rule it was just my life welcome to it yeah yeah mm-hmm. it was wow. my turn to be in the hot seat wow. yeah mm-hmm. so I have a follow up question for you is so now that you've learned everything for Abigail and you guys as a family, how does this change things for you now as a dad? Oh my goodness. My goodness. So, uh, especially being a girl dad. Yeah. Girl dad. We only have one because that's, that's what's best for us. And Mm -hmm. we're not. Yeah. So, Another one of those common questions I want to bust. You know, when are you having the next? Back to the previous question, you're talking about a confidence thing, and I'm sitting here and I'm looking at her. I'm like, what do you have to not be confident about? Well, I don't like this. And I'm like, all right, tell me another gal that looks as good as you. I'll wait. He says that to me all the time. I'll wait. I said, just, just one. And I'm and, not talking, and, and, like, I, and I'm not like celebrities are off the table. And, so I, and I'm not, and I'm not talking about Instagram models or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about find me somebody who looks as good as you do. I'll wait. I actually saw a reel about this this morning on Instagram. It was if I put like the 20 most beautiful women in the world in a room, and it was me. Would you still choose me? He's like, and and the gentleman in the f- film goes. I already chose you out of the whole damn world. <laughs> What's 15 people that happen to be in one room going to do, like, change anything? Sure. I, oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah. And so true. Yeah. So, well, I got sidetracked. What was the original question? So, how has this changed things for you as a dad? Oh, yeah. so, where I guess is I, I take her confidence, and then I see her confidence being shaken at times or not confident in herself. And I'm like, where do you get that from? What do you mean you're doing? Look, you got it going on. You got everything in the world going for you. How can you not be? I'm not talking about walking around being pompous or mm-hmm. or being like, oh, I'm better than everybody or materialistic. None of those things. I'm saying being confident and comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. You know, and we all have flaws. It, it, everybody has flaws. I'm like, what do you mean you're not confident? And so how does that feed into being a father mm-hmm. in the things that I say to my little girl. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing, and this is, this could go pretty deep, but I'm going to keep it pretty baseline. But, um, my little girl who I'm a very active dad and very involved, but I would, you know, I, I put her little jacket on and I walk her out to the car and I buckle her in in the mornings and I always kiss her on the cheek. And I would say, you be a good girl today. You be a good girl today. What am I really trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, hey, just, you know. Use your manners. Use your manners. Listen to your teacher. Have good listening ears, but I'm saying be a good girl today. And she kind of brought something to my attention. And I've watched, I watch a lot of documentaries and I read books about things like that. And I really started thinking about what I'm telling her, which basically what, what that translates to is you be sweet and you be quiet and you don't push the norm. Is that really what I want to tell her? Mm. So I want to teach her you just you just sit over there and you do everything you're told and don't disrupt anything and don't stand up for yourself. Is that is that really what I want to teach my little girl? No, I want to teach her to have manners and teach her how to stand up for herself and do those things. And so really starting to think about these little words of encouragement that I thought that I was giving her of how that could affect her long term. Mm-hmm. And that has that's really opened up a whole new world to me. And I was like, wow, maybe I, so something that I really, is, Hey, make sure you, you know, have good manners today. Use your listening ears. Those are the the words of encouragement that I give her for a five-year-old girl. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, but I really started thinking about the impact of, of the, Mm -hmm. some of those, and this is just a baseline of some of those things that I could say of, wow. You know, cause I, I look at you and, and, no offense, you had you had a lot. Yeah, 
Yeah, you had a lot of good things going for you growing up. Mom and dad are still married. You mm-hmm. didn't have some of the hardships that I had. And I'm sure. life is, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, I wished I had that, you know, at times. But now I'm sitting here and I'm like, I see you're is not being confident in yourself. And I know those back to the other question, you know, the other things that you brought up. I'm like, well, how did you get that way? Well, I need to be careful about what I'm saying to my little girl to make sure that she is. Number one, being respectful, but number two, is able to be, have her, her own, own, her own, be her, be herself, and I'm not yeah. going to suppress that to just go along with the norm, right? Yeah. Because what are we talking about? We're talking about disrupting the norm because society wants kids to just obey all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or not be disruptive. Well, kids are kids; like they're meant to be messy and run around and be silly, and you know, and so. That's a whole other super in-depth oh, yeah. thing we could get on. But like in general, like, yeah. And so I brought that up to him because Caitlin, as you know, being a fellow female in this room right now, it's the, if you think about it, like, especially in our childhood in the nineties, I felt like little girls always like, it was always a little girl that was the teacher's pet because mm-hmm. she minded, she listened. And then you got all this positive reinforcement. And I know people were really meaning it to do it in a good way. Like right. you were following the rules a plus and then like, but most little boys were rambunctious and wild. And they're like, Oh, just a little boy. That's just what he does. And it's like, well, why does he get free pass? Right. That ain't cool. Like I have to follow the rules and not be outspoken or anything. And that you don't realize it until you get older. And so there's times that you and I have, had this talk personally where we're like hyping each other up. It's like go in there and disrupt the norm. Ask yeah. the question. Be know. gutsy. Be gutsy. Exactly. Yeah. And you it's can, hard. You can be respectful and still do that. Exactly. Yes, you and can. so, and that's what's hard is trying to teach both and also relearning it as an adult, yeah. right? Like I can go in and push the boundary, but in a very polite, respectful, kind manner. I'm not, and that doesn't mean that I'm going to get in trouble by it. You don't have to be disagreeable. Right. You just, just know where you stand and, 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 right. and, and, and yeah, that's, it's, mm-hmm. I hope that answers your question. No, I, no, I, it does. It does. I think. And that it was the tip of the iceberg yeah. on, on the, mm-hmm. the knowledge that she's dropped on me and, and things that I just say in normal everyday life. And I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think part of this, like all of this, the yeah. food stuff, the confidence stuff, the everything that we're all learning individually and as couples and as friends is just like, how can we you know, change our family history, Yep. you know, like take what we've learned, you know, we've all have different backgrounds. We all have a lot of blessings, a lot to be grateful for, a lot of lessons learned, but how can we take that and now instill something in the next generation, um, our, our current family, our extended family, like how can we pass on words of wisdom, advice, um, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously through the gussy truth, we're trying to do that publicly, but even with our family, how can we, you know, set the tone for the future? Yeah. Rewrite the family tree. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Change starts with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. It does. And we're getting deep stuff. We are. Yeah. I was gonna be. I was thinking we're gonna be like, did you know that magnesium does all this stuff to your body? And they'd yeah. be like, no, I didn't know. Until you told me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> since we asked the men questions, do we want to see if they want to ask us questions? Sure. I mean, I'm game for whatever. Yeah. We have no playbook for I this know, episode. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm also just kind of curious if they have anything. I think. Bruce obviously. Obviously, we've seen your journey of you coming into the house and recording and doing some stuff. I'm curious, because we can make assumptions, I'm curious what you think is the number one thing that this has done for you. The Gutsy mm-hmm. Truth? Yeah. Oh. I have to just pick one? Yeah. Because you came into just this, one. you came yeah, into this as like a, how do we come together? How do we share these stories right. that we wish we knew? But I think that this has done something beyond that. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out and capture that. So mm-hmm. that way everybody else can see what we're potentially seeing from our side. Yeah. Well, what I hope it's doing, like, I think initially for me in particular with navigating infertility and our journey and everything like to me it was I gotta I gotta share this as a healing Mm -hmm. journey like I own healing for my own healing like I needed to talk Mm -hmm. and I think now or at least my hope now is that we're hopefully empowering others Mm -hmm. and giving them the confidence and the advice and the support 
to, to heal themselves, whatever that is, whether that's just speaking their story or if it's changing up their food or it's just hearing other women like kicking ass and making dreams come true, that makes them like want to reevaluate their life and do the same. Yeah. I mean, ditto basically like honestly, the other thing it's done, um, and I'm going to say this and you're going to giggle Walter. It's given me more confidence in myself because I cannot tell you how many times I have an issue professionally, personally, whatever. And Walter's like basically telling me one of my episodes of the podcast. (laughs) He goes, you better do what you preach, Abigail. And I'm like, oh, you are so right. I'm not okay with that. And so I really do think because I don't want to be, I don't want to be a poser. I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and preach all this, you know, you've got this, let's help. We're like, let's change the world. Let's change your world and help. I mean, like we really, and that's what, like Caitlin just said, we are, whether we help one person or 1 million people, like if our goal is just to go help a person with these stories, but it really has helped myself because when I start doubting or second guessing or not believing, I'm like, Hmm, I have to get on that episode in like three days and talk about something. And so I really have to make myself live up to what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That was a good question. So do you have an, another idea of what you think we're doing? Okay. 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 (laughs) I just wanted to check. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Hey friends, we want to take a quick minute and talk about some free resources. We understand how challenging it can be to start your journey of eating healthy, eliminating toxins, and making simple swaps. So we put together some free gutsy guides to make this transition easier and way more fun. This is something we would have loved to have when we first started our journeys. So we hope you will enjoy these free guides. All you have to do is visit thegutsytruth.com and click on the resource tab at the top of the page to find all of these free guides. Again, super simple. All you have to do is visit thegutsytruth.com and click on the resource tab to find more information. What was something from more of like the food and or like environmental toxin type space, something that we implemented that was actually, that like helped both of us that was surprising for you? Boys, Walter? Uh, for, for me and, and initially, uh, mm-hmm. might be a broken record here, but I was like, Oh my God, my hippie wife, you know, I'm like, oh. I married the Californian. I know <laughs> you, married. you had basis <laughs> real pick before you say whatever you're about to say our first date, I made sure to pick some places like, okay, I don't know how this is going to go. So there's a place that had like vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian or like all meat option. And so I was like, I don't know. I'm in California. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what did I order? Uh, 100% steak. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, for, for me, something it's, it's really two. Number one is toothpaste and number two, shampoo and detergent. Well, I guess that's three, but I think <laughs> I, I kind we're, of, we're not a numbers podcast. I think, I think about uh, shampoo and detergent kind of in the same category as, as the soap, cleaning. you know, whatever. But, uh, so you, it, it, things obviously, all right, I know it's what you put in your body and this and that and clean up your diet. Uh, just, you know, people out there, cut the sugar in your life. That's going to go a long yes. ways. Just, Amen. I, it's I, in I, everything. I hit on, you know, some electrolytes, tea levels, that. But anyways, back to the point, to the original question is, I got to think, I'm like, girl, I like my, what was the the stuff I used, the island? Um, Irish Spring. Irish Spring. I've been <laughs> using it for years. It's really? never let me down. Oh, okay. love it. Look at you. The it one bottle does two things. It comes out blue. That's kinda, it. Yeah, yeah. Or green. And yeah. I, green. It's like bright yeah. green. So anyways, she, went, she started down green. this, you know, and then we yeah. talked about the spending earlier, and then she has this, and she had that, and finally it's like chemicals, and then we talk about, bam, back to being a dad. Now, where did it really resonate me? It's just another journey that we're on. My little girl breaks out in eczema. Ooh. Okay. Well... What does that mean? I don't have eczema. I don't have any skin problems. Why is she having skin problems? <laughs> and we started diving down the clothes that are rubbing on you. And what are we washing our clothes in? And then I started thinking about that. And I, 
a little side story where it kind of hit home for me because not that I'm just going to take everything that my wife gives me and just, you know, solid gold each time I'm going to have to <laughs> soak on it for maybe a week before I recognize that she's right. Um, <laughs> cancer's a really big thing in the fire service. Things that burn nowadays, it's not like your your normal house fires, but uh, so everything's made out of hydrocarbons and oil-based, and so we are exposed to the things that burn, and that stuff sticks to your skin. And it's uh, firemen, you know, statistically approximately 150 to 200 times more likely to have certain types of cancer. Um, and so I really started thinking about, well, what about the, the chemicals that I'm rubbing on my body? Well, I've been using Irish Spring for 10 years, you know, and I, why don't I just look at the bottle? What are all those names that I can't even pronounce. <laughs> Is this really what maybe I need to, my skin's absorbing that. Largest organ of your body is your skin. That's correct. My skin's soaking that in. Head to toe <laughs> for you. Head to toe. Don't want any of that dandruff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Been using that. Let it sit up there. It tingles. It feels good. That must head, be all natural, right? Yeah, head and And shoulder. so we started thinking about that, and that really started, I'm like, all right, what kind of hippie soap are you going to buy me? And then we started getting on the... Um, cleaner. The cleaner. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. Amazing soap. Anyways, check that out if y'all haven't seen about it yet. But that's mm -hmm. really good. But that was something that really hit home with me and the things we wash our clothes with because we are absorbing uh, all that through our skin. And you add that up every single day for yep. 60, 70 years. That's a lot. And it adds up the chemicals that you're putting in your mouth. What is your uh, what does your um, toothpaste say on the on the yeah? And I was like, well, I can't get away from my Aquafresh because it <laughs> feels good. <laughs> I remember that when I bought the the new stuff and it didn't foam like regular toothpaste does, like foam up, yeah. you know. And like now that I we use like the um, hydroxyapatite, the Boca, the Boca or Risewell, and it doesn't foam. One time I like ran out before a new shipment came in, so I had like a little travel size Colgate or something in my drawer I found and it I was I felt like like a rabid raccoon because I was like <laughs> ah so much foam but I, I know that was kind of a, a couple things there but those yeah. are those are three things uh, that yeah. really hit home with me of it's not just what you put in your body it's also what you surround yourself with yeah. mm -hmm. and this doesn't have to be a a huge change it's just little things here mm -hmm. and there and we've tried a couple different ones you know to figure out what mm -hmm. works best for us you know um but definitely those are the ones that probably hit home the most for me. Yeah. I'd say like broad scope, building upon what Walter was just talking about, I think the important thing was like actually making a choice. Because mm -hmm. I think I was like, oh, I'd get this because this is what I'm used to or um, I'd pick this one up because, I don't know, it's habitual. It's what's available. It's what's available or, yeah. or it's just like I've heard good things. Right. But I'm actually like making a choice mm -hmm. about when I see a menu at the restaurant, what am I actually thinking about? Okay, I'm, do I, yeah, my, my tongue or whatever might be like, Ooh, look at that, like salty or super sweet thing. But mm -hmm. my body, like I'm, I'm actually using my brain to think through like, what's actually going to make me feel good and I'm going to have a good night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, or like just that intentionality throughout the day about using toothpaste. I don't know. I was against the toothpaste at first. I really was. And I was like, I now use it all the time. Don't, don't you dare sit over there and think I just rolled over. <laughs> right. I don't. I do I not. I know better. <laughs> I thought I was like, how are you supposed to brush with this sodium bicarb or whatever this is yeah. in my mouth? Yeah. But then now I'm it's like, like I, yeah, you're like, but it, it, for those out there, dudes, it tastes just fine. And if you'll stick with it and, and look at the things, it's, mm -hmm. it works very well. My wife, who is completely honest with me, has never complained that my breath is stinky. So. <laughs> but like, here's the thing too. It's like, um, I heard a thing the other day and it was like, you know what? I love gummy bears. For example, I don't actually love gummy bears. I love some other things, but they're like, you know what? If I don't have gummy bears, it takes me about two weeks to not want to have a gummy bear. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's like the same thing. We had to get to a point where we were exposing ourselves to new things where we got past, honestly, the added sugars that's in everything and or the, the high fructose factor. corn syrup and everything where it's um, to this place of, oh, my body doesn't need those other things. It's just, ooh, that was a nice thing to crave. 
Right. Um, so I had to work past our own physiology. Yeah. And the convenience factor of things. So like, yeah. not just with oh, food and easy. food and household products. Right. right. Yeah. Run out of dish soap, run down to Target, pick up the bright blue Dawn. Like that ain't normal. It's, like, <laughs> like, Yeah. And I love what you said. Like we were actually making a choice about it because yeah. I think people feel like they're making a choice when they go to Target or the grocery store. And mm. those are the only options. They I have promise available. you you're not. There are yeah. so oh, many right. other products out there that mm-hmm. unfortunately they're just not, you know, conveniently located in your right. local AGB my, or whatever. As a, as a scientist, I promise you, you're not making a choice most of the time. Yeah. There's people who have been paid tens of thousands yes. of dollars and run push, massive amounts of tests to, to know how to psychologically influence you to choose what you choose on the grocery shop. Right. Yep. Oh, just yeah. period. Yeah. It's all, we're all just lab rats. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. We are. And yeah. we're, we're creatures of habit. And you start making those little choices. It doesn't take that much. It doesn't take anything to make these little choices and just decide, you know, yeah. man, is there any validity to, to really what I'm thinking? And you start digging into it like Bruce, Mr. Mr. Research. I don't have to worry about getting too too spun up about things because I know that if it's too far out there, Bruce is going to tell Caitlin and, and Caitlin's <laughs> going to tell Abigail. So that's, you know, that's, right. that's my, that's my team, but yeah. my goodness. Yeah. It, it's just the little things and, and it's breaking the habit and, and what's, what's important to you. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Are you having gut issues? Could it be from your toothpaste? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, by the way, could it be from that cheese you keep putting on everything? Because, like, guess what? You might be X, Y, Z. That's right. Yeah. Just right. Do, do a little plug and play. Right. Yeah. Don't don't accept tingly fingers as the norm. Yeah. <laughs> that's our new Side slogan. note, if you did not listen to the episode, I did accept tingly f- extremities as the norm. I thought yeah. that's what I was supposed to feel like. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. After I had a quote-unquote long day. Right. And yeah. I had normalized crashing every day at 3 o'clock. It's just... That was our cookie time. That was our... Yeah. <laughs> Cookies and coffee. We, that's what we used to get. Exactly. We need oh. something to survive the next few hours. Yeah. This has been great. Uh-huh. I love this. I know. So I think we need to ask um, our husbands the questions that we ask every one of our guests. Oh, yeah. At the end of the podcast. Let's do it. Um, so do you guys know what these questions are? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> They're like, no, I don't listen. No. Okay. So the first question is, what is something gutsy you have done recently? Who are you asking? Uh, whoever wants to go first. What is something gutsy you've done recently? You know, maybe how did it make you feel? Why mm-hmm. you did it? Okay. <laughs> well, I'll start this one. Okay. Um. I got accepted to college two days ago. What? Yep. Yay. Hey. Thank you very much. So, yep, I'm going back at 37 to go ahead and get my bachelor's. Yep, I'm going to get a bachelor's in emergency and management administration. And so, thank you, Bruce. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, this is something that's really been on my heart for a lot of years. Wow. And I had to get myself to a certain point in my career where number one, I could support my family, support my own goals. But then now I've, um, definitely I'm, I'm to the point to, if I want to go to that next level to finish out my career, I, I need this thing. And so I, uh, I'm a doer. I'm definitely <laughs> a doer. I'm not a talk about it kind of guy. And I had uh, talked about it for, really probably the last couple of years as, as I was getting into this next phase. And finally I sat there and, uh, have done, uh, some thinking over the last couple months. And I was like, that's it. It's go time. And so we're, we're going to get this thing done. And so I'm going back and it's really hard. The, the only struggle that I have with that is this is for the long term good of me, but you know, Abigail quit her job. Um, uh, and we dropped down to one income and, readjusting life and I know that nobody else understands inflation out there and the cost of <laughs> things and how how expensive things are and we're certainly living within our means and uh, a lot of you know I would say I'm somewhere between uh, rich dad poor dad and Dave Ramsey somewhere in that <laughs> middle mm. ground but neither here nor there but that's a whole nother conversation we can get into. Yeah. Yes. You know, I think the one thing that's been the gutsiest thing, it's easy to, Oh, well, great. You've gone back to college. Everybody does that, you know, or whatever within reason. Yeah. It's hard today because that doesn't do anything for me today to increase my income. 
Mm-hmm. And it's easier for it would be easier for me to go get that second job and make more money and make our lives easier. But I've decided to devote a tremendous amount of time to go towards this for the long term good of our family and our future. And so, um, in your career, in my career, yeah, mm-hmm. and know. also like a role model for your daughter, yeah, of mm-hmm. like we believe in education, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Proud of you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, that that's the that's the big gutsy thing I got going on right now is uh, trying to to do better for myself even more long term. And although I won't see the benefits of it today uh, or the next immediate time, which you know, who doesn't want a few extra dollars to mm-hmm. make to make things a little nicer right now? But I have to to stay strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. And as someone who, because for those who don't know, so I was in the higher education setting for the last like. 13 years. Yeah, that's that's what I was doing. Um, It is not easy for somebody to enter at that stage. And so I just want to give you the biggest of credit um, because the masses are going to be a very different generation. But it's it's the great thing in there is you're able to really connect at that higher level. I'm very excited for you and what that's going to produce. That's like that's awesome. Thank you very much. I'm 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 pumped. Yeah. Thank you. Very cool. So you starting this fall? I uh, yeah. yes. Awesome. I yeah. am. Very cool. We'll have another Aggie. Almost. Well, technically, you'll be a buffalo. A buffalo. A buffalo. Tatanka. WT West Texas. Uh, nice. But I mean, it's part of the the system. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. another. Yeah. Now we just got to get Caitlin. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I guess it's my turn. Yeah. Um. So I think for me is that um some context is. The last couple of months have been a lot of like family things. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I have an aunt who um, is now pretty much terminal cancer. Um, and then Caitlin, I know you have an aunt who just passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got a call the other day of like, hey, I might have cancer from my dad. And so um, there's a lot of stress with those things. And then and it was triggering some things for me back from when I first moved, like graduated from my undergrad and moved away to Ohio to start my master's program. So I was starting a new job, I was starting a new college, and I was living in a new state and didn't know anybody. And three of my relatives all came down with cancer and sadly lost one of them along the way, mm-hmm. um, including um, this aunt. So it's her now next bout with cancer. And I was feeling some of that tension come back in a really impactful way. Um, and so I paused and I, and I was like, I don't want that feeling again. I don't want to be in that space again. And so I actually signed up for counseling and I've been seeing a counselor for the last two months. Nice. So I, I think that, I think that, that qualifies. That is, that is definitely, definitely a gutsy thing to do. Thank you. I'm very yeah. proud of both of you. Yeah. It's awesome. Thanks. That's good stuff. I might know a little something about what you just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to take up too many airwaves. Yeah. No, you're good. You're At good. one point we've all been in counseling. Yeah. So well, yeah it's a good thing. Yeah. It's a very good thing. One, one question at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Three episodes. Yeah. 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 Right. And for what it's worth, I know they're not sponsoring, but I am trying BetterHelp, the online thing. Not the sponsoring first, yet. Not sponsoring well, yeah, yet. Clarify right. that. Yeah, absolutely. Will, so absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. But nice. It's been cool. That's good. It's been cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's great, awesome. dude. Thanks. Okay. So our final question mm-hmm. that we always wrap up all of our episodes with. What is something that fills your bucket of life? Obviously, it's us, Abigail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously. My beautiful wife fills my bucket of life. <laughs> I think I'll kick this one off. Okay. So I'm, I'm pausing because I realize, and I know this, and Caitlin, you know this about me, but I am somebody who has a diversified set of interests. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, I tend to track shock and awe like go deep on a lot of different rabbit holes you know so much random information but I've also tried a lot of random things yes you have and I was trying to figure out like is it this thing is it this thing because like I do a lot of stuff with board games I do a lot of stuff with XYZ um, but all of that stuff is things that do spark joy but I think the true passion there is I enjoy learning and 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 working on different things mm-hmm. and producing different things out into the world. Yeah. I think that if I had to synthesize it, that's what the pause was of I enjoy going into spaces that are positive mm-hmm. um and surrounded by people who are wanting to do their best and trying to bring out the best in others. Yeah. Um so those kind of communities like really fill my bucket 
Um, I think back though to when we were having conversations about my health journey, the three things I was told to focus on were stillness, mastery, and activity. Mm-hmm. And I think nice. really leaning into those things. So how am I being still? How am I being active, physically active, getting some sweat on, but also how am I on my journey to mastery of attempting my hand and like furthering my mind and my skills in different things. Mm-hmm. I think that that last part really in the positive ways is a kind of what fills my bucket. Yeah. That's good, Annie. Thanks. And my beautiful wife. Yeah. <laughs> and my beautiful wife. Okay. Just, <laughs> just throw it out there. It rhymes. It's great. No. Well, gosh, I hit this, you know, I hit the last episode off and Bruce like, well, that's hard to follow. Well, that one's, you know, uh, here, here, here comes mine. So <laughs> this is what fills my bucket. Um, I, I Bruce, uh, what Bruce said is, is is something very similar to mine. I'm, uh, again, um, we're we're two different guys, but you know, a, a little bit about me. Fireman, I enjoy hunting, love fishing, saltwater fishing. Um, I taught myself how to play the guitar. That brings a lot of joy to my life. Um, uh, I've trained horses. I ride horses. My wife is competitive with horses, and. So I also have a lot of different uh, interests myself. What brings me joy? Um, I had a conversation with an old friend about a month ago. And what really brings me joy is living in the moment. Mm-hmm. I talk a lot about that with her. With with my with you, I'm looking at you. They oh. don't know that. <laughs> with my beautiful wife, living in the moment. With my beautiful wife, <laughs> put down the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put down the phone. Stop living your life on your phone. Live in the moment. Be present. Stop worrying about things that you have to do that can wait to tomorrow and live in the moment. That might be. I think that. Our conversations have improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, something that I look forward yeah, to. Yeah, you listen you. way better these days. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Had to put that in. If there. y'all been listening, that's that bucket I was talking about. <laughs> that's that bucket I was just catching the word, the word vomiting in. Uh, so, but no. So, learning to be present. And a quick analogy. I went down and, and it and it kind of hit home again. I had already been this had really been heavy on my heart. We went down. We we live on a um, house and, and several acres, and so I like to keep my place nice and clean. Pretty tidy person. All right. Well, summer comes, fall, winter, blah blah blah. It's time to pick up sticks, pile them up, and get them burnt. Great, no problem. I can go down there and do it all by myself. I said, well, I'm always down there doing it by myself. I don't feel like my wife and little girl are vested, so we're going to start doing that <laughs> together. Great. Well, I go down there. Well, I'm loading nine sticks to their one, right, because it's go time. I am known for being the dude that works, yes. and I work fast. I work efficient. We hit it hard, and we don't stop till we're done, and that's the way I was raised. And she goes, what did you? What was the exact I words? I said, what are you in a hurry for? And I sat there, and I said, you know, because we got to pick up all these sticks and we got to have it done right now. And what if we don't? Yeah. Like there's I, like five billion sticks. And I was sitting there and I thought to myself, so what if I don't? Mm. Who cares? If if us four load up in our buggy and we go for a ride around and is Bruce and Kaylin and go, I can't believe there is so many sticks on the ground. <laughs> Nobody cares. I'm not talking about don't live your life trashy. Take pride in what you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, is we went down there that day and we had a little trailer behind there and we had, I'm sure it was, you know, Taylor Swift Christmas songs jamming. <laughs> <laughs> and life was really good, but I found myself in this, got to get it done right now. And she's like, just chill, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, girl, <laughs> don't talk to me like that. <laughs> Gonna need a minute. And then I thought... What is this all for? Isn't it the experience Mm -hmm. and being present? Who cares? Plus, you told our daughter you should get a penny for every stick she picked up. So she was very adamant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So for me, and I preach and Mm -hmm. I preach this to to a lot of my young guys that I I work with that are on um, that I'm around, and I, I talk to this about a lot with you and 
but just being present in the moment. And that's what really fills my bucket. That's awesome. I hope that put that in, in relative terms. It's something that everybody could relate to. Yeah, definitely. Well, I actually super relate to that because like we'll go to, we've gone to Disneyland a couple times in yeah. Disney World and like everybody's, not every quote unquote everybody is like, I want to get to the next ride and we got to cram in as many rides. No, mm -hmm. like our favorite thing that we've done is like just sat down and took it all in. That's and it. Just spend time. Like let the, the world is fast enough. Right. So I mean, I respect the hell out of that. Thank you. And that, yeah. and that goes to, that goes on to, as you've talked about again, she quit her job, slowing down the pace of life, going against the norm adjusting life to to your to your budget to your goals what is most important to y'all slow it down a little bit mm -hmm. yep and if every if, what are you doing if it's not for the betterment of y'all or your future what's is it is, is it what, what's it for right. i say that all the time what what is it for yeah yeah most of the things that we do whether it be picking out the normal soap or anything like that it's just habitual and we do it because that's what we're told we're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ask yourself, maybe could my time be better spent? Have a little self discipline. Put a timer on your apps. <laughs> it's true. That's We've a done good that. good place to start. It's scary eye opening, by the way, doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How much you end um, up being on your phone. Be be, yeah. a, be a little more present. Especially when your job is marketing like mine. Cool. Yeah. You, you only have one shot at this deal and, mm -hmm. and, and make the best of it. And and that, that can mean um many different things for many people, but I hope that hope that somebody great. gets that from get something from that. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Well this has been bucket filling for me. For I know. Sure. Like, We've talked about this forever. We have having the guys on. So okay, number one, thank you. Yes, thank for you. For being here. I mean slash you're voluntold that you were doing this today. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for your time. <laughs> I so appreciate it. No, I'm just kidding. Um but no really it's been we really couldn't have done all this. I mean, as the trials and the tribulations, the challenges and everything that we can sit here and giggle about now is funny. But in the time, I know it was very hard <laughs> for all of us in our own respective ways and as friends, as couples, as individuals. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just like there's light at the end of the tunnel. And it's going to be OK. Yeah. It's go it really is going to be okay. Yeah. Like there's a reason and a purpose for everything that you're going through. <laughs> and it's that's I like we were put here on this earth to do things for a reason and I think just no matter what the journey is, someone else has lived it, someone else is going through their own and the more that we can come together as a group of people to support each other without any judgment and without any boundaries and walls it's just going to make the world a better place communicate with each other and sit down and figure out what is most important for y'all not what everybody else thinks should be important for y'all uh -huh. mm -hmm. right because everybody else is broken too oh yeah. i guarantee you mm -hmm. yeah 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 so thank you guys it's been great thank you for having yeah. us yeah. thanks for having us of course well everyone i hope you enjoyed the husbands. I think that's what we'll just call these episodes. <laughs> the husbands. The husbands. Um, and tune in next week for a new episode of The Guts of Truth. Hey, friends. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Gutsy Truth. We are so thankful for you, and we hope you found today's episode helpful and insightful. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, we encourage you to share it with them. And we would appreciate it if you would take a quick minute to leave us a review on your podcast streaming platform of choice. And until next time, that's the gutsy truth. <laughs>